0: Mike Dell's World number 132 for August 5th, 2009. I was going to say 2005. What's up with me? publicity. That was Brad Hammonds, and the song was called Medicine. You can go check that out uh, by going to the website and checking out the show notes for episode 132. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike. haven't done one of these in a while, uh, Mike Dell's World. It's been uh, kind of crazy busy with other podcast projects and other uh, personal projects. Get you get you updated here a little bit. Uh, first thing, uh, last weekend went to uh, the Coast Guard Festival in Grand Haven, Michigan. That's the. Uh, what well, do I keep saying? Uh, after everything, I we'll have to get over that. Anyway, the Grand Haven Coast Guard Festival is the biggest Coast Guard Festival around. I, I think it's probably the only one. Not sure, but it's the one that uh, all the uh, Coast Guard bigwigs go to and add a bunch of ships in the harbor or at the Coast Guard station. There, I guess, would be the, the more accurate. It's not really a base, <laughs> it's one building in a little harbor off the river, the Grand River. Uh, and uh, let's see. Yeah, get down there. My wife's folks are deeply involved in the coast guard festival and they always have a big party over at their house. I think I've talked about that in years past, but anyway, I went to the party and, you know, saw a bunch of old friends and, and I met a couple of people. And of course, some of the admirals from the coast guard were there. And that was uh, kind of neat meeting them. And, you know, it's always different, you know, every year, uh, you know, the admirals retire and new ones are appointed, and they all seem to make it over to to uh, Kathy's dad's house so, <laughs> for the Friday night party the last weekend of, of the festival. It's a 10-day festival or something like that. And then on Saturday, went to the parade. They have a big, huge parade, and uh, of course, uh, Kathy's dad lives right along the parade route, so we... I'll park at his house and go check it out. That was a lot of fun, your typical festival parade. And I did that, and I went home. Not home, but uh, went to where we were staying, staying at a friend's house. And went home and uh, got things together uh, for a little get-together we had with my folks and friends. And my sister, all that, who all also all came down for the Coast Guard Festival. They they uh, stayed at the Yogi Bear Park in the camper, and let's see, we well, had good pizza, and it was my mom's birthday, so we uh, celebrated that. We had too much food, too much cake, ice cream, and all that. Then we had grandstand tickets for the finale uh, fireworks for the festival. And that was the most the the most amazing fireworks display I had ever seen in my life, and it was really kind of cool. We were sitting in the grandstands about uh, 20 feet away from the commandant of the Coast Guard, Admiral Thad Allen. So I got to uh, see him. didn't uh, didn't go up and say hi or anything, but he wouldn't have known who I was anyway. But it was kind of cool seeing him there. But those fireworks were just Really, really impressive. And, you know, we were up close and personal. (laughs) It's probably the closest I've been to a full-blown fireworks display. Uh, Other than the time my brother-in-law did fireworks up on Sugar Island. He he does a pretty professional display, although he didn't get paid for it. (laughs) It was still pretty cool. And we were right up close and personal to that, too. But uh, everything was done in a safe manner, nobody got hurt, and I had a lot of fun. Let's see, uh, what else has been going on? Let's see, I did a, uh, well since, since the last time I've done Mike Dell's World, I've done a Geek of the North, finally got the show launched, and that's over at com. episode two, which was actually the official launch. Is up. It's a little rough around the edges, but uh, I think I'll get it all worked out. I think I have all my levels set now and figured out what my issue was. (laughs) Taking the music off the computer into the mixing board, but I wasn't really paying any attention to what volume level I had the computer at. So I was always wondering, why is the music lower than the voice? Or why is the voice lower than the music? and kept fooling around with it, so now I've got it locked down this should be the the final setup. Hopefully uh, it sounds decent. And I'm not going to do any processing to the audio. You know, a lot of times I'll go in there and throw some compression in there and all that, but I think this sounds reasonable enough and that'll work for now till I get an outboard compressor limiter then then all bets are off. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, okay, yeah, let's see, what else have I been doing? Well, we've been kind of in uh, cleaning mode around the house here. We've, so far we've completely torn apart the living room and cleaned it, reassembled it. You know, all the electronics, got rid of all the wires and plugs and crap behind the TV that we weren't using and got everything all cleaned up that way and got the carpets cleaned, uh, brought in a new recliner that we'd bought last year that had been sitting in the garage. <laughs> it was such a pain to get things in and out of this house, but we got the the new recliner in there, so now uh, me and the wife uh, have our own recliners in front of the TV, got that all set up, and while we were at it, we uh, brought in a new refrigerator, our old one was really old, and there wasn't anything specifically wrong with it, but we got a good deal on a new one, so we brought that in while we had the house all tore apart. Then we have proceeded to tear apart the upstairs where the teenager was living uh, while he was here last year. He's gone back to Florida, going to go to school down there this year, so he won't be back up here except for to visit. And so we completely tore that apart and cleaned it all back up and got everything arranged the way it should be. And then... uh, we're in the process of sort of tearing the kitchen apart, kitchen and dining room. It's kind of one, well, it's two different rooms, but it's all open to each other. So taking all the, you know, that's where Kathy's got her computer set up. So got that all uh, cleaned up and they hooked up a, uh, a, uh, what the hell is this? Us. I gotta, gotta break my habit of that. Anybody got any idea how to, how to break that habit? How to, uh, break that habit? <laughs> I don't say um all that much anymore, but uh, the ahs, or the uhs, <laughs> are getting me anyway. Hooked up a twenty-six inch HD TV in the kitchen, and that also doubles as Kathy's computer monitor, which is just fine because she mostly uses the laptop anyway. But that's her desktop it's there, Mac Mini. Got that hooked up to the HD TV. I just have to hook up the uh, antenna. <laughs> Get that uh, so we can actually watch TV in there too. So that'd be kind of cool. Of course, with the with the uh, I wanted to say Apple TV, the Mac Mini. They're about the same size. The Mac Mini I can uh, I can without the uh drive <laughs> that HD TV and using Front Row I can watch video podcasts both off the machine downstairs and and uh, I think there's a way. I can do it with the Apple TV, but I'm not sure. So I forgot to hit my stopwatch again. Isn't that something? Oh well. So whatever it is, I'll just add to it. So anyway, got that hooked up and that looks wonderful. It's kinda nice seeing a big old twenty six inch widescreen monitor and it's right at the right distance. I, I think it'll be it'll be nice for you know using the computer up there. Neither one of us, neither one of us, use that computer all that much. It's just sort of the 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 machine that sits there. <laughs> Kathy uses her laptop most of the time. I'm either down here in the studio on the on the desktop here, or, or in the easy chair with a laptop. And that seems to work out just fine most of the time. And let's see, still haven't done any motorcycle riding to speak of. Kind of wish I would have, but uh just been busy, busy, busy. And this weekend's no exception. We've got friends coming in from the Netherlands. They're renting a cottage out on uh, Lake Michigan for the week. And uh, Kathy's taking some vacation to go spend time with them. I'll... I'll see them on the weekends and, you know, maybe in the evenings or something. But they're all staying here Friday night, and then they go to the cottage on Saturday. At least that was the last plan I'd heard. So we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, like I said, been keeping busy. When I get done uh, recording here, I'm going to go out and at least start on the lawn mowing. I've got a little little bit of time before I need to go to bed. So I'll go mow for half an hour and that'll get the front half done anyway and make it, make it look good to the street. <laughs> Tomorrow I'll go out and do the backyard. But I just felt like putting out a podcast. It's been a while. So anyway, I'm going to play another song here from another artist at Cyber Publicity or or Aerial Publicity, it's two different uh, things. Like I said, I'll have a link in the show notes to their page over there. And uh, you can go check them out. But this is Chrissy Coughlin. Uh, And I've heard this song before. I'm not sure where I heard it. It might have been on Trucker Tom's uh, podcast. But uh, anyway, it's Wait For You, or I'll Wait For You. I'm not sure if that's what what the full title of it is but it'll be in this show notes
1: figure out where I belong, and I'll wait for you, I'll wait for you, I don't know what else to do, I'll wait for you, I'll wait for you, just promise me. shouting about Jesus at the top of his lungs. Well, he says there's no pain in heaven above. So what does that mean for us here down on earth? And I think it's probably good that he's been saved. You're one less sinner out there waiting And we all must lie down in them And so the story goes We're surrounded by each other but we're so alone This podcast is part of the Blueberry Network. Find freshly picked podcasts just for you at Blueberry.com. That's blueberry noes dot com.
0: Okay, and then I looked it up. It's called "I'll Wait for You" by Chrissy Coughlin. So anyway, hey, coming up tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, or if you're listening to it on Thursday, it's tonight. Be late, late tonight. 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Hawaiian Standard Time. <laughs> I think that's like two in the morning Eastern Time, or some some ridiculously late hour like that. But uh, anyway, Todd Cochran of Geek News Central is recording his 500th show. Of course, you can pick it up in the podcast feed. You know, anytime after late Thursday night, early Friday morning, but he'll be doing it live on Ustream, like I said, at 8 p.m. ish, (laughs) Hawaiian Standard Time, Uh, adjust as needed. (laughs) Like I said, I think it's 2 or 3 in the morning uh, Eastern, and uh, I guess that would be, I don't know, 10 or 11 p.m. California time, something like that. No, it'd be later than that. Anyway, it's quite late. I, I usually see the tweet while I'm at work and uh, every once in a while I'll be able to, you know, turn on Ustream for a little bit from work since I work the overnight shift. <laughs> but yeah, go ch- definitely go check that out. Uh, he's going to do some, uh, some history of his podcast of, uh, Blueberry Network, uh, Raw Voice uh, Company that he started, and Tech Podcast Network, which is he's part of there at Geek News Central. He's one of the founders of that. And uh, that should be a good show. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping I'll have time to, to at least watch part of it on Ustream Live. But yeah, who knows? I sent him in a comment if you want to send him some sort of comment, uh, geeknews at gmail.com will get it done. (laughs) It'll get it to him. And he does have a voicemail line, but you have to go over to the website. Check that out at geeknewscentral.com. And as you remember, or maybe not if you haven't been listening that long, I actually guest hosted for Todd on the Geek News Central podcast while he was on vacation in California last year. That was a lot of fun. Uh, kind of nice to talk to a, a bigger audience than I'm accustomed to. You know, my 14 listeners or whatever it is. No, I'm kidding. You got more than that. But <laughs> he's, uh, I believe, over a hundred thousand each episode. Something like that, anyway. It's uh, pretty incredible. But you know, he started it out back. You know, in late 2004. And, you know, he's been around a long time. He's been consistent and he always has a, a good show. And it's a lot of fun listening to the Toddisms. He's, you know, English, English is his first language, but sometimes you never know. Nah, just get giving him crap. <laughs> That's always, always good to do. I'm sitting here playing with something else. Well, I should be uh, thinking and talking. Hey, uh, now on a serious note. Of course, you heard uh, yesterday uh, a some sort of wacko went into a Pennsylvania health club and shoots a bunch of people. Uh, here it says uh, he's killed four, including himself, and injured at least ten others. And somewhere else, I had read that he had fired 52 shots. 52 shots. And my thought on on that, you know, how long does it take to fire off 52 rounds? You know, because you have to reload. There's there's not very many handguns, or well, I, don't know, I don't know if it was a handgun or not, but uh, there isn't too many even, you know, semi-automatics that hold 52 rounds. And So, you know, you got to assume he's, he, you know, I'm assuming he was uh, using a pistol. So with reloading, you know, just how much, how much time was that? Okay. Now, Pennsylvania does have a concealed carry law. Now if more people have, well, I got an email there. Anyway, more people would carry, you know, I don't think he'd have got fifty two rounds off if somebody in that gym had a handgun. You know, you gotta be you gotta be smart. Uh you know, a comment I heard from, from one of my relatives, he says uh if you're smart enough to protect yourself with insurance then you should consider the same with a gun. And and that's true, you know. Like I said, I'm not, you know, sitting here, you know, talking to you as a complete gun nut and and all that. And if you choose not to, that's your business. But I just don't get. I I just don't get it. You know, it's like when Virginia Tech happened. You know, there there was all these people. You know, that if they would have been carrying, could have took this guy out long before he killed as many people as he did. Same thing with Columbine. Okay, you know, you know everybody says, oh, you can't carry guns in schools. Well, why not? If you're, a, you know, a teacher, you know, an adult, and you go through the hoops to get licensed and trained, uh, you know. I mean, they allow airline pilots to carry guns on airliners, when if I walked into the secure area of a airport with so much as a bullet in my baggage, that, you know everybody would come unglued. But yet, an airline pilot can carry in there, and that's fine. I, you know, I'm not saying I should be able to carry on a jet, but I should, you know, be able to carry if I was a teacher or if a student over the age of 18. ...at a college or university... ...or in the case of this gym... ...well, it was totally legal in Pennsylvania... ...with the proper license... ...you know, somebody in that gym... ...or somebody somewhere... ...you know, somebody everywhere should be carrying a gun... ...or if they're not carrying a gun... ...it should be... ...a deterrent... ...just the fact that it's legal... ...and that cuts down on a lot of stuff... ...in fact... I I don't know if I've find the facts to back this up but in Michigan in in the year 2000 they loosened up the laws concerning getting a concealed carry permit. It used to be that each county ha- had a gun board and well, they still have the gun, gun board which is kind of a silly idea cuz they don't really do much. <clears throat> but each county in Michigan has a gun board and Back before the law changed in 2000, you could get a concealed carry permit. But it was what was known as May issue. And you had to tell them why you needed the permit. And they had, you know, three different types of permits. They had a hunting hunting and target permit. Which basically means you know if you were hunting and you know it's rainy out, you could throw your gut your cover your you know your coat over your pistol to keep it from getting wet and not get in trouble for carrying concealed because you can open carry in Michigan. I've always been able to do that. It's not done all that much, but uh, it's totally legal for me to strap on my glock and walk right down through uh, downtown Detroit. which, if I was going to downtown Detroit, I might consider. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, uh, they changed the law in the year 2000 to shall issue, and they got rid of the tiered permits. There was, yeah, like I said, there was hunting in Target. There was a business permit. So, like, if you owned a store or something... Now, you could always carry in your store because that's your private property. Same thing with at home. You can carry concealed in your home. You can carry concealed in your place of business without any permits. But what this was for is like if you were going to make deposits at the bank late at night, they would allow you to carry to and from work and to and from the bank and and that kind of thing. That was called the the business uh, concealed weapons permit. And then they had the General Concealed Weapons Permit, which is, you know, basically carry anywhere. Uh, That isn't prohibited by uh, some other law. Well, they did two things in 2000. They made that shall issue, which means you apply for a General Concealed Pistol License, is what they call it. And the gun board shall issue unless they have a compelling reason not to. So you you no longer had to justify why you needed the permit. They had to justify why they shouldn't give it to you, and then there was an appeals process and all that, and you know basically what it meant was if you were over twenty one weren't a criminal, weren't crazy, and you know took the training you had to you know it was pretty intensive training when I first got my permit. They've lowered the training standards a little bit. Basically now it's eight hours of classroom and three hours of range time. Uh, when I did it, uh, we had sixteen hours of classroom plus a legal uh, class, which basically you know they went through all the gun laws, and they had to give you a, a copy of the book. And uh, well, thought I was getting a phone call, but uh, no, it was just a text message. Anyway. Uh, so when I got my permit, you know, it was a much bigger class. It took three days, basically, uh, you know, Saturday all day, Sunday half a day, and then another Saturday at the range. And we had to fire like 400 rounds. You had to qualify. Uh, I, You know, I don't remember what the standards were, but, you know, you had to shoot until you qualified. <laughs> and so, you know, that was pretty good training. You know, they told you, you know, what you could legally do and all that. But anyway, now, now there's just one permit. It's just a general concealed pistol license, and they pretty much have to give it to you. It's $125 for a five-year license because they have to fingerprint you and, and all that other happy stuff, which, you know, whatever. I just went through that uh, a week ago Wednesday, the renewal had to go to the jail and get fingerprinted and had to go to the county clerk and pay him 125 bucks but you know I don't like the fact that I've got to do that but I do So anyway back to this you know story and by the way it's on the associated press and I don't want to get in trouble with them cuz you know they've been trying to sue bloggers and stuff so I'm not going to link to the story you can find it just google it <laughs> but you know if somebody in there would have had a pistol somebody would have took this guy out before he killed four people and shot 10 others and of course you're going to hear the anti-gun people or the people that want to be politically correct say oh we need to we need to ban guns well you know what that guy even if there wasn't even a gun in existence i mean if just magically every gun in the world vaporized and there was no such thing anymore, he would have walked in there with a propane tank and a and a Bic lighter, or he would have drove a car through the wall, or he would have went in there with a knife, or, you know, I mean, there's just a, a thousand different things. So anybody that's bent on that kind of violence is going to do it anyway. Regardless of whether there's guns available or not, whether there's this or that, you know, gun's pretty efficient. i got to give it that. But it's not the gun. I mean, the gun is a tool. You know, you can just look at the screwdriver in your toolbox. You get one of them nice, uh, you know, 10-inch screwdrivers. You can choose to use that to drive screws in and out, or like most people do, pry on stuff, (laughs) or open paint cans or whatever, but there's another email. Anyway, you know, that tool is just a tool. And used properly, or even improperly, it's not dangerous. But then somebody intent on doing, you know, violence, can take that same screwdriver and kill people with it. Same thing with your car. You know, you got uh, four or 5,000 pounds of metal, depending on what kind of car you have, going down the road. You can drive responsibly and not hurt anybody, or you could drive it in a cr- into a crowd of people at 60 miles an hour and probably kill more than 10 people. So, you know, when that happens, you don't hear people wanting to ban cars. So why would you want to ban pistols? I, I haven't heard any of that yet, but I'm, I'm sure some politician or some freaked out ac- activist, anti-gunner, will, you know, oh, we need to ban this, we need to ban that because of this incident. Well, that's what happened with, you know, the Columbine thing. It screwed up Michigan's concealed carry reform. That screwed it up for, I think, a year or two because you know they didn't want to pass pro gun legislation during you know the aftermath of that funny thing I, was, geez, I started on that story and I'm all off in another direction but the the thing i couldn't prove is in detroit I used to have a, a big problem with carjacking you know people would pull up to an intersection and somebody'd jump up and You know, stick a gun in your face and tell you to get out of your car, or worse yet, uh, scoot over or drive somewhere. But anyway, the the carjacking was a big problem in Detroit. About uh, September of 2000, the carjacking rates started to go down. And now you've rarely ever hear of a carjacking anymore. Because even the criminals know that there's... You know, somewhere between 40 and 50,000 people in the state of Michigan that are licensed to carry. So, right there, just that fact alone deters deters a lot of of crime. And so far, 40, I think it's 42 states now have shall issue concealed carry. Another, it's all but, I think, two states. I think it's Wisconsin. Oh no, three states: Wisconsin, Illinois, and Hawaii, that have absolutely no legal concealed carry. And uh, you know, they're you know even New York City. You know, of course, you got to be a politician or something, but or whatever, you can get a concealed carry. And, and uh, upstate New York, which is anything other than New York City, it's fairly easy to get a concealed carry permit. California. With the exception of uh, Los Angeles and San Francisco Bay Area, it's really easy to get a concealed carry permit. Uh, Two states, you're not even required to have a permit to carry. Uh, Believe it or not, Vermont is one of them. And Alaska. Now, Alaska does have a concealed carry permit, but it's optional. And the only reason it's optional is because other states won't recognize your right to carry. Now, like... With my permit from Michigan, I can carry in, I think, 32 states on my Michigan permit legally. It's kind of handy. Uh, You know, so if I'm driving somewhere, you know, like I went to Ohio for PodCamp Ohio, I could legally carry my handgun in the state of Ohio and all along the route. So, you know, it's it's peace of mind for me, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm not some wacko gun nut. It's, you know, I've got a fire extinguisher because, you know, Hey, the house might catch on fire. I've got, uh, car insurance. Hey, I might get in an accident. Uh, I've got, you know, I wear a helmet when I ride my motorcycle. It's just another preventative tool, you know, who knows? I might walk into a Seven Eleven and Somebody might try to rob the place, and he might point a gun at me and try to kill me or try to kill the clerk, and if I can stop that somehow, I might just try. <laughs> but I'm definitely not a Rambo either, so, you know, who knows? If it's if it's safer for me to shoot than to not shoot, then I'll shoot. If it's safer for me to not shoot, I won't shoot. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not looking to, to shoot anybody, but, you know, if it's me, me or him then, you know, so be it. Uh, as, as somebody once said, never bring a knife to a gunfight. So, if I'm going to protect myself, the gun is the most efficient way. Anyway, well, enough of that soapbox. <laughs> I just, uh, that's stuck in my craw uh, because of this AP story. Oops, I can't say AP, they're going to sue me. Anyway, that's ridiculous, too. All right, well, geez, I got twenty six minutes since I started the stopwatch and I've gotta believe I've had a had a few more minutes before that, so you know I wanna play one more song and uh I'll be back to finish it off. This one uh this one refers to it's kinda of funny, it's uh Jonathan Colton and it refers to Pl- Pluto not being a planet anymore. So anyway, it's called I'm Your Moon.
2: A reason, and that's why it stings. They don't think you matter because you don't have pretty rings. Shuffle the numbers, watch them come and go, we're the ones who are out here, out past the end. Miss me.
0: And that was Jonathan Colton off of his Thing a Week podcast. And it's called I'm Your Moon. I said referring to Pluto no longer being a moon. <laughs> so, Anyway, I'm going to get out of here, call this a podcast, get it uploaded, and all that good stuff. Be sure to check out Todd Cochran's 500th Geek News Central over at geeknewscentral.com. And uh, go check out Geek of the North over at geekofthenorth.com. And like I said, I'll have all the bugs worked out of that uh, in the next few shows. So if you'd like to hear me ramble on about uh, airplanes, radios, and and other whatnots that are not computers or cell phones. In fact, I'm about ready to throw this Blackberry out the window if it don't keep chirping. I, I should... Or if it doesn't stop chirping, that's what I meant to say. Because uh, I, I really should put that on vibrate when uh, <laughs> when I'm recording. But hey, this is Mike Dell's world. By the way, have you noticed uh, some of my tweets now, instead of saying from the web or from TweetDeck, say from Mike Dell's world? Hmm. I wonder what planet that's circling around. That must be a. Mike Dell's world must be a moon. <laughs> Anyway, so that's it. Catch me later. Uh, If you want to drop me a voicemail, uh, the new voicemail line is 231-715-1366. That's 231-715-1366. And uh, like I said, next weekend, got visitors in town. The following weekend is the Sugar Island Fest. And this year I'm equipped to record, so I'm going to probably, you know, record some some of the music fest and maybe put out some some music. That'd be kind of fun. I'm bringing my banjo. Don't know whether it'll stay in the case all weekend or not, but I'm bringing it. and So that'll be fun. So anyway, catch me later. <laughs> What was that? Ah. Stupid uh, second hard drive wasn't spooled up, and and that's where that uh, sound clip is. So let's try that again. Catch me later. Bye bye.